0: Dreaming about the world as one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out, out. on the edge of darkness There is a peace train Or oh, peace train Take this country Come take me home again Now I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something
1: good has begun Oh, peace, train, sound
0: Greetings, greetings, and welcome, in everyone, to Understanding CBD. This is episode number 47. It's our free marijuana in Maryland episode. I am Stephen Wallman.
2: I am Max Sobel.
0: And we're broadcasting live here in the studio this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we got to get Max's... Uh, Max, are you here?
2: I am. I am Max Sobel. No problem, <laughs> no problem. No, a Peace train, baby.
0: No problem. There we are. There we are. It's yep. the peace chain. We're working today. Um, Before we get started, I always have to mention that this information we discuss on this radio program today is for information and educational entertainment purposes only. Um, Don't take anything as medical or legal advice. Never. That's just not something that uh, you should be doing. Um, But we are live in the studio today, and uh, you know what's cool about that, Max?
2: Well, I mean, I guess I can sulk here in person with you about that poor Ravens loss, you know what I mean? So along
0: with the audience, right? Yeah, it was tough. I, but
2: but really, you know. what's cool about it being live in the studio is that we can take your questions live. So you're not just uh, you're not just listening to what we already have scripted. You can call in and get your questions answered.
0: Yeah, we we talk about that all the time. Everybody, please, uh, we prepare a good show for you, but we'd much rather hear what you have to say. Yeah. The best way to do that is giving us a call. We got Noah our engineer in the studio, he's going to take your phone call. You can, um, you don't even have to get on the air, but give us a call at 410-922-6680. Uh, you can call with your question if it's for us or our guests. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter. But, you know, you also don't only have to listen on the radio. That's right. If you don't have an AM radio.
2: That's right. You can go to understandingcbd.com and click on the Listen Live button at the top of the page. And rumor has it they say that Alexa
0: will get you there as well. <laughs> and it was validated also. That is true. Right, yeah. Noah? No, that is true. He did, he did approve that. And my mother does as well. So yeah. thank you, uh, Gia, Grandma Janet. Right. That's true. We definitely uh, have got to mention the fact that we are uh, also recording these. Right.
2: Yeah. You can listen on any podcast service. So if you'd like to listen on Apple iTunes or uh, your Amazon or your Google Play or whatever, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you like, you can get all of these episodes. Just search for Understanding CBD with Max and Steven.
0: Yes. And uh, you can even get them on video, too.
2: That's right. YouTube. Very cool. You know. A totally different experience now. You can go to Understanding CBD and you can look for the little YouTube icon and that'll take you right to our new YouTube channel. Um, like and subscribe. You know, when you get to that channel, let us know you love us.
0: That's right. We appreciate that. <laughs> That's how it works. So easy. We're getting with it, guys. We're getting, getting with, with it. it. We can't uh, ever forget to thank our sponsor because without uh, Max and Stevens premium hemp extracts and the wonderful business that they do, this show wouldn't even be possible, would it?
2: No, it wouldn't be possible. Coincidence.
0: It is a coincidence. To get in touch with uh, Max and Stevens, uh, they have the uh, best, purest, uh, full-spectrum hemp oil, uh, hemp extract. It's 443-743-2444. That number you can call in text.
2: That's right. And you can also visit the website, www.maxandstevens.com. That's the word and spelled out, and Stevens with a V like Victor. Pick up a bottle of their CBD drops for yourself, for a loved one, for a pet anybody you like.
0: (laughs) I love when we do these commercials. (laughs) Uh, It's so much fun. We have fun for you all. We do, really. Um, And we have to get to uh, this song, Max. Tell me about your selection. What a beautiful... Isn't it
2: obvious? (laughs) Isn't it obvious? I think it's an appropriate song to get the the audience uplifted. And, you know, I, I, as well as you, Stephen, I know we're always on the peace train. We're always looking for love and light and, you know, moving forward. We're not dwelling on the past. We're not sitting there uh, thinking down about things. We're only ever thinking about forward movement and the peace train. So, actually, that's <laughs> song. Cat Stevens, 1971, and uh, what's interesting that I learned doing a little research is that he wrote that song while on the train, thinking about, of all people, Alfred Hitchcock, because Alfred Hitchcock had a lot of uh, uh, movies that were train-related or stories that were train-related, so just an interesting tidbit. That's where he wrote that song. I also understand there was a bit of controversy about that song in his life in general, but let's not judge him for that. Let's enjoy the song, because the song is what it is,
0: the peace train. Peace train, peace, that's true, and, and, and it's actually, I'm glad you, you wrote, I did, you know, people may not know these are surprises, so I had yeah. no idea this was going to happen. Yeah. and and I wanted to actually start today um, after we talked about the song, which is fabulous. And I love that song. Um, was to start with a prayer, if it, it's all right with you. I know that's not like me, but
2: one condition, one condition. Yeah. you can't end it with a men and a women. All right, <laughs> okay. you gotta you gotta pick one. Okay, all right? All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. Um, but but we definitely, um, for me, especially this episode. Um, it 's important to start um, with, with something you know if, if not for me, maybe there 's one other person out there that would also uh, benefit from from these words i didn 't write it myself, but um, i 'd like to deliver it to you now, Max, is that all right? Yes, all right. Um, give us courage to change what must be altered, the serenity to accept what cannot be helped, and the insight to know one from the other. Amen. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It. I
2: love it. <clears throat> you got me all choked up here. Listen, I got to <laughs> take a little drink of water here. Why the prayer? Why
0: today? Uh, you know, as you, as we went to our Ho'oponopono episode, if if you want to take a back a look at that, and, you know, anytime uh, things go on externally, I always internalize them. So for me... Um this time with all, you know, both the con- the country really split, um, it's a good time to remember that there's a lot of things in this world that each one of us don't have a direct impact on that we just can't change. However, there are many, 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 many things that we can impact directly, and everyone everyone listening has the power to do that. And what what I ask for here in this prayer is for the courage to allow us. And we have a big battle today. So, um, you know, our topic, and I didn't mean to trick anyone about uh, free marijuana, but uh, we're not giving away free marijuana in Maryland, but we're talking about liberating. Legalizing it.
2: Right. Right. That's what we mean. We mean unrestrain it, let it go and legalize it and let it be available.
0: Right. So we have um, some guests today on the show, um, one or two guests at least, Um Luke Jones, executive director at Maryland Normal, is going to join us today. Um, and Normal stands for National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Um, he's going to discuss the current and potential future of marijuana, not only in the country, but right. also even more specifically in the state of Maryland. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know? looking forward to that chat. Um,
0: uh, hopefully in a few minutes, we have Kevin Addix. He's going to give us an update on the hemp industry. Great. Um, In Maryland, Um, there's a new legislative session uh, in Maryland. I know that there are some bills that are definitely going to be impacting that industry Mm -hmm. um, for us in Maryland. Um, No Doc G's Corner this week, um, but you'll be happy to hear next week. Max. What's next week? Tell him.
2: Next week, it's it's a show dedicated to Doc G. Doc G will not only be our main guest, but he'll have his corner. So he'll have a whole lot of time to educate this audience so that you can see who the real Doc G is.
0: Yeah. So we get a lot of questions here and there about it. um, And it's enough to really get a a show going. And um, if you have any questions for Doc G, how he makes some of his... um, uh, treatments. Uh, what, what sort of things does he like to do, or some of his past and history? He's got a great stories to tell. Uh, shoot us a message. Hello, at UnderstandingCBD.com or anywhere on our.
2: And and hint hint, he loves answering questions. So don't forget <laughs> to call in on the show next week because uh, he loves answering questions live. Right.
0: And then after um, after we finish up with Luke today, um, we have everyone's favorite segment that uh, Noah plays the theme song for.
1: Elsa. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank Ooh, you, now. baby. <laughs> Mail sack. That's right. That's, That's what we've right. Got going on here.
2: Now, you guys might be all asking, you know, why are Max and Stephen the hemp guys having a show focused on marijuana? And you know, we have a reason. So, if if any of you actually listen to our show or watch our show, episode forty-two, we had a, guy, a cool guy, Shorty Rossi, the pit boss, on, and one of the things that he said that really stuck out in our minds, uh, right, Stephen, was you got to have a passion for something else. I mean, you got it. You got to have a passion for something that you truly believe in, and, and clearly, our passion is is hemp and our passion is this wonderful plant for you to be able to heal yourself and get better and move forward with the things that ail you um you know a couple of things that really trigger us and really get us um moving in certain directions is is the fact that like uh the lives of, of veterans families are affected i mean there are you know 22 veterans suicides a day right isn't that crazy statistics steve? yeah
0: and the, and um you know our our guest uh steve El- elmore with the uh um, the, With his
2: movie, Unprescribed. With
0: the movie, Unprescribed. Thanks, Max. <laughs> no problem, yeah. Um, that's also a great uh, podcast we had. I mean, these things, uh, this is why we do what we do. And, I
2: mean, another passion of ours is the fact that, like, we're talking about prescriptions, and we've had so many episodes related to the prescription problem. And, you know, these things, they, they affect families. I mean, Stephen has some great statistics here. 131 million people in the U.S. or, or 66% of adults are on prescriptions. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge cost.
0: Yeah, it's a huge cost. And the challenge is because they're this polypharmacy concept where they're taking multiple prescriptions, there's really no way to understand the interactions between these different drugs. So it's a reason why. Um, because cannabis can help.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, it, the cost of these drugs is just the tip of the iceberg. What about potential side effects? That's it. Right. You know, and, and just the way that it affects you in general. I mean, it's, it's a real problem. And, and then the last thing, folks, and you have to understand this, American farmers and small businesses. I mean, we are a small business. We support American farmers in general. I mean, we cannot have or let the corporations take all of this over. We have to make sure that we fight for equality in that perspective. And, you know, censorship is a problem. And there's and, and a lot of these small businesses are affected by that, and we'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah, yeah and that's true. I mean, a lot of people may not realize that um, you know the time we're living in right now is when the infrastructure or architecture or whatever you want to call it, the laws and legislation on uh, marijuana and hemp are being laid for yeah. the future. So there's a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration. The things that Max and I are mentioning – um, is why um, we want to make sure we're looking out for our veterans and making sure they're being taken care of. We want to make sure that uh, these new laws are taken in consideration, some sort of equity in the in the business world. So all the advantages isn't going to the big guys, and we don't have like big tobacco and um, big pharmacy coming up and scooping up the industry. And then the next thing you know, um, you know, where does that leave our farmers? Where does that leave our business? Where does that leave the industry in Maryland?
2: And hence, free marijuana, free cannabis, <laughs> free hemp. At the end of the day, give us the opportunity.
0: That's right. Right, right. And, um, you know, I know we got to take a break here. Um, when we come back, uh, we're going to have Luke, Luke Jones with us. Um, he's an expert on this. This guy's um, just the right person to have on this conversation. So 100%. Um, we appreciate you guys listening in and stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Dreaming about the world at one And I believe it could be Someday it's going
2: to come Cause out on the edge of darkness their
0: eyes No, well, I get to the party. We get started. Hey, buddy. Welcome back to Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen. I am Stephen Wallman. I am
2: Max Sobel. digging we, this groove. <laughs>
0: that's right. Hard not to lay down some lyrics on that fine beat. That is
2: COVID free in the place <laughs> to be, as I always say. <laughs> Uh, Trombo
0: Shorty, Shortyville. Thanks uh, for that inspiration for our next guest. Max is going to introduce him in a minute. But first, um, if you'd like to speak to Luke Jones, who's calling uh, our guest today, Max or I have a question. The number to call us is 410-922-6680. Today, uh, we're talking about freeing marijuana. And um, joining our discussion, we have a special guest.
2: Right. So we've got... Luke Jones. Luke Jones is the executive director of Maryland Normal. Normal is the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws, for those that you don't know. Um, Luke's got 30 years advising the government. 30 years, Luke? You know, <laughs> it's, it's an impressive thing, and I can't wait to hear about it. Look, Luke, other than having an awesome, awesome sense in music and a real good taste, uh, I got to tell you, that's one of the best intros, right? Um, Luke, how you been, buddy? How are you?
1: I'm doing great. It's really nice to be on your show today, Max and Steve. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic,
0: fantastic. You know, we are completely honored to have you here. In 30 years um, working in government affairs, public affairs, policy, Uh, you must use a lot of cannabis, Um, (laughs) but um, what keeps you going at such a challenging uh, task, uh, honestly, and why do you do this, Luke?
1: Well, thanks for that question. You know, to be honest with you, I have to believe we can solve problems working together, you know we've got a lot of problems, and you know if we can't solve the ones we agree on, we're in bad trouble. This one seems to be one that pretty much everybody agrees on. So if we can demonstrate, we can get it get, get it together and solve this problem. I think we can move on and, and solve some other ones too.
0: Interesting. So uh, it hasn't always been that way, though, has it, Luke? Now it sounds like you're saying like it's low hanging fruit, um, and, and this is something uh, that may be uh, almost at the goal line. You think?
1: Well, absolutely, we're at the goal line now. But it it hasn't uh,
0: always been this way.
1: No, it really hasn't always been this way. You know, when we started uh, as an organization, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, public opinion was, you know, down around 12% for legalizing, you know, the personal use and possession of of marijuana. And we're in the 70s now, and it's only going up as people realize that it's one of the most. uh, in some ways, very minor, kind of inconsequential policy changes that we uh, are confronting. You know, in so many ways, it seems like a huge, huge change. And then when the change comes, we think, well, that wasn't such a big deal after all, you know.
0: <laughs> right. It's like when Max and I finally get famous, it'll seem like it's an overnight success. Right? We're, not, we're, not, <laughs> fa- we're
2: not famous yet, you mean? <laughs>
0: Um, But so, Luke, um, you know, we we have so much to cover today. Um, Did you want to start with um, what's happening federally or did you want to start um, with locally in what's happening here in Maryland? You
1: know, I'd like to jump right in and and use uh, um, I'd like to talk about a couple of things. You know, first of all, um, this is a nonpartisan issue. You, You know, when we talk about changing our marijuana laws, you know, people approach it from different reasons. People approach it for health reasons. People approach it for economic, you know, rational reasons. People approach it for criminal justice reasons. There's a whole bunch of reasons. It's a really nonpartisan issue. Uh, and, and so that's really exciting. And I kind of wanted to touch about that a, a little bit because, you know, at the heart of this policy uh, is that we're going to treat this this plant, you know, cannabis plant, um, you know, as if it, as if it's a real really a dangerous plant, you know, and, and it's a dangerous uh, force in our society. but really the the justification was never really about that. You know, it really was about in enforcing uh, you know pretty racist uh, public policy um, priorities. There was a, a pretty known uh, in intentionality that this would be something that we would be enforcing in a disproportionate way, right out of the gate. So, you know, from a public policy perspective, bringing police officers, courts, you know, into how we handle cannabis in our society was never a good idea, and it never produced positive, you know, outcomes. So there's a there's a real nanny state mentality behind this, you know, where the government um, reaches into our private personal lives, you know, and, and and this is one example. And it's really odious because, you know, any rational, you know, grown adult person realizes that you don't have to agree with cannabis, you know. But, but treating people like criminals uh, because they're engaged in risky you know, per behavior that, that you may consider to be, you know, risky or something is not grounds to arrest them.
0: Right. Now, 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 Luke, I got a question for you. And now, do you think it's more of um, like as soon as they started down this road of prohibition, they immediately knew uh, that there was something wrong with it and it is just taken this long to unwind or has something recently um, happened that you've seen in the past 30 years was like a tipping point maybe?
1: We've obviously reached a tipping point. I think that, that people will, will look back during the Obama administration at that coal memo that gave the green light to um, you know, state for states to go ahead and, and start regulating adult cannabis sales, marijuana sales is evidence of, of that shift. Uh, and so I think we've, we've you know fully turned that corner now and, and people are just trying to figure out how to uh, how to go about legalizing it, and, and <clears throat> one of the things we confront in this work a lot is a distinction between decrim and legalization. Because legalization is complicated, you have to figure out what the tax rates will be and who gets to play in, in a legal market when you set up legal, you know, commercial exchanges. Decriminalizing is where we stop arresting people, you know, and and, and so those two issues always get kind of tangled up around each other. And uh, we think legalization is critical. We're on the cusp of legalization. But in the meantime, we're continuing to arrest people. You know, we have about 17,000 people every year in Maryland that are arrested just for marijuana possession alone. And it's many thousands more encounters with the police that don't wind up leading to an arrest. So what we're talking about is um, about 60 percent of all drug-related arrests in the state right now even under our medical program for for marijuana, 60% of all of our drug-related arrests in the state are still marijuana. So so this is a human rights um, abuse. It's a human rights violation. It's something that has to end immediately. Um, And, you know, figuring out the ins and outs of a commercial market are are tough, but it doesn't serve anybody's interest to keep sending police officers after people.
2: Luke, a question for you. So Advising these federal agencies—I mean, that has to be a task. I mean, we, we, Stephen and I have a little bit of experience, so we've actually been there and done that. At, at nothing compared to what you do, but we were irritated and frustrated after the first five minutes. And you know, it's not—it's not because there, was, there wasn't a reason to be. But Luke, talk to us about that. I mean, how difficult is getting the message over to the federal agencies? Yeah,
0: and, and to give you an experience, um, a short um, understanding is—you um, know—you've seen what the capital, uh, state capital, the House, these offices look like. They're pretty small. Offices and they jam a lot of people in there. And yeah. if you're lucky enough to get on the calendar and schedule to one of the uh, um, the representatives, if you get them, you might get an aide. If they're not necessarily open to what you have to say, you may have a meeting in the bathroom. I basically. Mean, how, how many
2: meetings have we had in the hallway? Yeah. Yeah. Drive by yeah. meetings. It seems like another type of thing.
0: And you go on a day, you know, you try to get as many meetings as possible. Right. And, you know, so go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, well, Max and Steve, let me talk about that because one of the things we find out really quickly as citizens is that our elected officials are surrounded by people trying to talk to them every day, and most of them are paid to be there, all right? And and so the average person, you know, doesn't have the wherewithal, you know, to to gain the attention of these people and, and to have a big, you know, impactful voice on policy. So one of the things we've been trying to do, you know, is is facilitate people to, to have a voice in that process. Now, I don't do a lot of, um, you know, blame-gaming on people, because what I notice very strongly, Max and Steve, is that when when we go to Washington to lobby for cannabis policy reform, uh, we we let people know well in advance when when the opportunity is there, and it's the same ten people who show up, you know, and Maryland is very close to Washington, there's millions of people in the state, there's tens of thousands of people, you know, who agree that, that our policies and laws need to change, But who actually shows up, you know, and a lot of times I talk to folks who don't understand why public policy is what it is, and they just don't even know who represents them in Annapolis or what the process is or how to get involved. So that's where organizations like Maryland Normal come in, and and they provide a little institutional stability for people so you can um, begin to get answers to questions like how do we have a voice in the process?
0: yeah and that 's extremely extremely valuable i can 't stress it enough uh, for for anyone to find out who your representatives are um, in your state um, and then also who's representing you federally and send them an email get some sort of communication with them because through all this censorship that is out there now um, that uh, where people are you know claiming censorship you can 't get your message out. Um, the You know, influence your friends through conversations, but you have a direct connection to each one of your representatives, and they have no choice but to listen to you. Um, they have to read your emails. They have to respond. Uh, And the more you hear, the better, you know, they hear from you, the better.
2: Um, For those of us just joining us, we're listening and we're talking to Luke Jones, the executive director of Maryland Normal. That's the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Luke, I want to thank you again for being with us. Um, Question for you. So to that to that extent and, you know, really meeting with your delegates and speaking to your people and and certainly the work that you do seems a bit like a thankless job. Would you say
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, it can be. Uh, yeah, but you know, um, that's okay. Uh, Got to <laughs> have, have a passion. I I, <laughs> I have a lot of fun doing it, and and you know what I what I choose to do. I'm a I'm a family man. I'm a full time uh, employee. You know, I, I don't do this full time. I just um, choose not to spend a lot of frivolous time paying attention to you know what clothes Beyonce is wearing, or I don't follow. Yeah. You know every every uh, statistics on sports, and I don't play video games. You know, I uh-huh. it, it, the information really is available for folks that want to get involved, and um, that's what I found. You know, can I just share a couple things with you? You, you know about my own um, uh, choices to spend some some of my personal time on this issue. You, you know, I I had a neighbor. I wasn't involved in, in marijuana or cannabis or anything like that. Uh, but a neighbor of mine came by, and he said, you, "You know, he knew that I didn't drink. I don't drink." And um, you know, he said, "Well, you know, do you use uh, marijuana?" You know, and I said, "Well, I did when I was a kid, but that was a long time ago." Yet. You know, but I wasn't opposed to it, you know, or anything. And and then and then the next thing I know, you know, come to find out that there's there's um, all kinds of people on my street, literally in my immediate neighborhood, you know, who are you know casually you know, from time to time, you know, using marijuana. And, and I start to realize, what is the big deal here? Why are we arresting people? And I realize they're not arresting people in my neighborhood. I live in in a very comfortable neighborhood in Silver Spring. You know, we wave to our neighbors and all of that. And the cops aren't chasing us around, you, you know, to make their quotas at the end of the month. They're they're chasing the kids in Baltimore around and Prince George's County around and throwing them into jail when they're 19 and stuff like that. And it's a disaster. You know, so I'm ashamed, you know. I, I just literally felt ashamed, you know, that we were still doing this kind of behavior. So, um, I just started making calls and getting involved and, and talking to people. And, um, it seemed like this is something we could get done. So at the federal level, you know, you, you asked about that. We're, we're, we're in the 117th Congress. The 116th Congress that just ended, of course, passed the Moore Act through the House of Representatives. I'm sure you guys talked about that on your show because that was a big deal. Um, and it gave a signal that this bill is coming, and this bill is going to go to the Senate, and it's going to be a Democratic Senate. And the 117th Congress may or may not pass this bill, but uh, federal marijuana legalization is right, uh, right here. Um, they're probably, obviously, going to start with the banks. You know, uh, they're going to start making it legal for people to trade marijuana money first, yeah. and they're, you know, they always have to start with that instead of mom and pop, uh, and. <clears throat> And anyway, they're going to move that forward. Now, at the state level, guys, this is the year. Uh, you know, we are on the cusp. The Maryland General Assembly just started on the 13th um, this week.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I want to pause you for a second, uh, Luke. We want to hear this. Are you able to stay with us? we got to take a short break. Um, I'm are going to
1: you, stay are... with you as long as my battery uh, Okay, up. well, let's
0: take Thank a you. quick break. We'll be right back with uh, with more Luke Jones from Normal. We'll talk about what's happening in Maryland. more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen. We are jam-packed with good information today. Uh, we uh, still have Luke Jones with us continuing the uh, discussion. Um, if you want to be part of the conversation, you call us at 410- 6680. Um, Luke, when we left, we took the break. You just started getting into what's happening and what's in store for Maryland.
1: I'm so excited to talk about this in the set segment here. Um, as long as my battery holds out, you know, we have HB 0032, which is a bill that has been introduced in the House, and we're working very, very closely with a sponsor in the Senate to get this thing through in the current general assembly legislative session HB 0032 is going to legalize cannabis possession and use for adults. It's going to legalize home cultivation for adults. It's going to provide for a preference, uh, in, for, for family owned production scale business operations, as opposed to super, you know, large, well-financed, multi-state operators. Super excited about this bill.
2: Yeah. Luke, appreciate that. And we want to have you back because we want to talk more about this bill and other bills. We really, really appreciate you joining our show. I want you to, to let the audience know one last thing. How do they get a hold of you if they want to follow up or if they want to support you or your cause in any way? And finally, I want to know your thoughts about hemp because I know you're specific about marijuana, but how do you feel about hemp?
1: Absolutely hemp is the future, all right? You know, we're going to come back, we're going to talk about hemp, because I know that's a, that's, a, that's a real deal. This thing about the marijuana, you know, we really get in here to the issues about personal liberty and individual freedom and, and what's the proper use of our police. This other thing about hemp and, and the, the medicinal and other applications for this plant, we'll start talking about the market potential and where that's going. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> people want to get in touch with Maryland Normal, MarylandNormal.org, uh, that'll, sort, that'll actually right now bring up our Facebook page, which we're using sort of like a blog to keep everybody informed. We're literally posting on there every day. We have weekly uh, public-facing meetings through Facebook Live. They're recorded. You don't have to have a Facebook account to click on this stuff. It's public. And um, there's a ton of information. We have Lobby Day february 9th 10th and 11th register for lobby day so we can schedule an appointment for you other people from your senate district in maryland to meet with your elected officials to talk about uh cannabis legalization in the state and uh that's a, that's how people find us maryland
2: luke thank you keep fighting that good fight Stephen. i believe we have it uh we have uh kevin addicts with a hemp update actually on the line right? yes
0: yes that's right thank you um, luke Yeah, Luke, thanks again, buddy. Thanks for staying on as well. Um, Yeah, we have Kevin Addix from Maryland. Uh, Kevin, you on the phone? I sure am. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks for joining us today and filling us in on what's happening from the hemp side in Maryland because, uh, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are... Um, not only using uh, our hemp CBD product or concerned about it, but we also have a lot of people that listen that are, are farmers in Maryland. Right. Um, we also have uh, people that are in the business or make investments and so forth. Um, what do you got for us that's happening on the hemp side in Maryland?
3: Well, a, a couple of things. And again, thanks for, for having me on and making time for this. Um, it was great hearing what, what Normal had to say. We've got our own uh, issues in Annapolis, both pro and con. Hmm. The, the first is that there's a a good bill that adds a seat for hemp on the Maryland Agriculture Commission, which is a governor's commission uh, for all ag. And the good news about that is it, it increases the legitimacy and really puts hemp kind of in the power play in terms of agriculture in Maryland. So that's a really important step. That bill number is uh, HB 232, and it's sponsored by Delegate Fraser Hidalgo, who's, who's the uh, legislative hemp champion out of Montgomery County. And then we've got a bill that's come back from last year. I was on uh, this time last year talking with you about uh, a bill in Baltimore County, or coming from Baltimore County, that would prohibit hemp being grown near farms. This is a variant of a bill that was killed last year, and uh, it's uh, HB 249. And this basically says that if you're growing hemp within 25 feet of a residence or uh, within a certain distance from three or more residences, uh, you either can't grow hemp or you have to do it indoors with all kinds of filtration. Mm. And the problem with that is that um, most people who grow hemp live on their farm. And so, you know, the step one is anyone who lives on their farm won't be able to grow hemp. Uh, the second is um, Maryland, is, as you know, we've got huge development pressure, so our farms are getting chopped up. Most farms abut another resident. And so, you know, this would this would have a really uh, deleterious effect on the industry. So it's it's no good.
0: Yeah, who's um, behind the bill?
3: So that's Delegate uh, John Carden out of Baltimore County, is the sponsor of the bill.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, and what district is that?
3: Uh, that is, uh, you're asking me the trick question. Oh, right?
0: sorry. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's,
3: uh, it's <laughs> his district, but it's for the entire state, so it's a statewide bill. It's not okay. a, a Baltimore County.
0: District, all right, so. gotcha. So, if people were to um, want to weigh in and, mm-hmm. and give their opinion, what do you suggest, Kevin? Should they reach out to you and help? Um, how, how would you suggest uh, our listeners follow up?
3: Yeah, they they should you should sign up for Hemp Maryland uh, newsletter. Go to hempmaryland.org, and you'll see a way to sign up for our news blast. You can also follow us on Facebook as well. We're posting information. The hearing for the bill is actually coming up this week, so we'll be sending out a blast uh, tomorrow just letting people know what the
0: next steps are so the a hearing how are they doing hearings now with covid because you know we used to go down to uh, annapolis are they doing them through zoom now or what's the process it is,
3: yeah everything's virtual and it's um it's seeming to work well so far um but but the, the more contentious bills have not been heard yet uh so most of the bills being heard now it's you know you hop on zoom and it's really quick easy no questions you're in and out um huh. i wonder what it's going to be like for you know bills that would have had hearings going into the late evening and into the early morning. But I don't know how that's going to work on Zoom.
2: I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, thanks come back. You know, I would think that um, given the stress everyone's under right now, that uh, the government would back off a little bit and, and uh, you know, try to make some decisions on things that really make things easier for, yeah, for the, instead of trying to, you know, limit yeah. our farmers, you know. Anyway, Kevin, thanks, man. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we have everyone's favorite segment that you know as...
1: Hail yes.
0: Thanks, Thanks, Kevin. You. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Noah. Talk to you soon. And now, more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back, everyone, to Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen. I am Stephen Wallman. I am Max Sobel. And we're back here this Sunday, uh, beautiful Sunday coming to the end of our show. And we want to thank our guests for today. We want to thank Kevin Addix from Hemp, Maryland, for keeping us up to date on what's happening in Maryland with hemp. Um, we also want to give Luke Jones from Normal, uh, Maryland's executive director, a huge thank you for... Uh, giving us an idea of really what's going on in the legalization process uh, in Maryland and giving us some things to inspire us to. Um, you know, someone who gives up so much for something other than himself. Yeah, clearly. Um, yep. Is an inspiring story uh, to me for sure. I um, don't want everyone to forget that uh, next week we have Doc G. He wasn't able to make it to this show today. So if you're tuning in a little bit late, you didn't miss Doc G. And the good news is next week you're going to get a whole episode of Doc G. You get double the Doc G. Double the Doc G. Um, Noah, thanks in the studio today also. You did a great job. Your the... beard is looking good, <laughs> Noah. <laughs> I was going to say about the beard. Um, of course, we want to thank Max and Stevens, our lovely sponsor. Um, stop by maxandstevens.com. Try their CBD drops. Um, you know, we have so many stories about the uh, the things that it's helped people with. Um, people may not know, but we have our next batch, actually, right around the corner, don't we, Max? That's right. Excited about that. Batch number six. Uh, we are a small craft. When uh, Luke was talking about small businesses and that is craft, us. that's us. That's our that's category. Us. So to know that there's something in in the legisl- in the bills potentially to protect us, that's important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, this is an interesting topic. When you know people may not know this because it's on the censorship theme, um, but uh, because we are a cannabis business and it is stigmatized, we're limited on where we can advertise, and we can't advertise like most other companies on Google or Facebook.
2: And that's the topic of this week's mail sack.
0: Hey. <laughs> You've got mail. Thanks for bringing us in there, Max. No problem. I right. hid myself.
2: This, this, this no problem no because you're because you're passionate about a subject which is censorship.
0: Very passionate.
2: And the mail sack segment is all about censorship, and you know so and, and for the most part anyway, and so we take this very personally because for those of you that don 't know, we are actually censored as a small business, believe it or not, and when I say censored, what I mean is that the, most companies can use traditional forms of advertising, they can advertise anywhere, and especially uh, in the in the world of digital, we cannot advertise, for example, we can 't do Google ads, we cannot do facebook ads, we can 't do Amazon legally. Um,
0: and to give you another another idea of how censored, when we have a customer that's satisfied with our product and right. writes it on our website, that they were happy that it helped them sleep. We we're, cannot post their review. We can't post the review on we our website. We cannot post
2: their review. So I mean, this is something that steams our clams, no doubt, right? Yep. We're censored, and uh, it's a problem, and we always have to get uh, creative workarounds. Right, Steve?
0: Yeah, and working with people in the industry that are talented that can help with this. So we've had a lot like of Jade? meetings.
2: Huh? Like Jade? <laughs> Ooh, how yeah. How do we do there is
0: that? Is that? too soon. <laughs> Might be too soon.
2: They don't know what we're talking about and it doesn't matter. But yeah. one of the things that we've been doing is we've been looking around for a lot of good marketing help and marketing help is good. to is, Sorry, marketing help is hard to find. I was about to say it's good to find. We wish. Um, there's agencies that we've talked to and I, I want to tell a story um, because this is appropriate for MailSack. You know, we were introduced to an agency that came to us uh, You know, I would say highly recommended. And when we started speaking to this agency, they didn't want to work with us. And the reason why they didn't want to work with us is because we're a marijuana company. Again, they thought we're a marijuana company. We're not going to go into the details of whether we're not or not. We are or aren't. You hopefully know by now that we're a hemp company. But the point is... This woman said that she was a family person, and she didn't agree with that concept. What do you think about that, Stephen?
0: Yeah, it it did sting a little bit um, when she said, well, we're families. We have families, and we can't support this type of business with a a clear conscience. And, you know, uh, Max, I want to thank you, actually, for that meeting because you graciously said, hey, I appreciate you bringing this up up front and just politely ended the meeting because underneath – that is an opportunity for me to just really ask a lot of questions and – and understand, uh, you know, what, what's going on. But it's it's a testament to the information, um, the true information that needs to get out there. It's being filtered through so many different layers. It's it, it helps motivate us yeah. to keep going and doing what we're doing uh so yeah. it was
2: disheartening and you know we we chose to end that relationship before it ever got started because yeah. that was ultimately what was best for everybody you also have another great story that happened this week at the dent when the dentist chair right you were horizontal and the dentist hit you with you know I,
0: I have actually two personal stories that, okay. I that are that are pretty good the dentist one is first but the best part about it is i got the best dentist um and I sat down in his chair after they were doing the cleanings, just checking me out and First thing he says is, hey, you still got that discount code on your website? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> and then I said, yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Um, for, and for those that, uh, that know us, um, you, if you don't, reach out to us if you, if, you, you know, if price is an issue. You, you know, we never want that to be the reason. We have a fair price on our product, don't get me wrong. Um, but sometimes people want to buy bulk and do something else. Never hesitate to call us. We, we love working out with you. Um, the second thing that happened, which, Max, you'll really appreciate this, was uh, when I was at the Vets this week. For For my dogs. Yep. Um, Was at the vets um, getting some blood work. Annual, they just turned one. Happy birthday, Coco and Nilla.
2: Happy birthday, Coco. And
0: uh, getting their blood taken and asked the vet, hey, what do you think about uh, CBD for dogs? And she's fantastic. Um, She said, "Um, it's not CBD, it's hemp. Mm. And it needs to be tested and and a good source. Mm -hmm. So it was really good. Um, But we do want to leave you with something since tomorrow is uh, Martin Luther King Day. One of my favorite quotes. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy to a friend.
2: Visit us at www.understandingcbd.com. Call us anytime, 443-743-2444. You can call or text that number. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us this beautiful Sunday. We'll talk to you next week.